Hi, this is Brendan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and I'm here with Dion and Adam, and we're here for another episode of Wuxia Weekend to talk about Flying Swords of Dragon Gate. This is a 2011 film directed by Choi Hark. It stars Jet Li and Zhu Zun and Chen Kun, among many other people. It's got a very large cast, and this is a, a sort of a, a, re, a... It's kind of a sequel to the new Dragon Gate Inn, but also sort of a reimagining of the of the story as well. It's not... Uh, we'll talk about this, I think, right off the bat because it's one of the most important things to discuss. But it's it, it sort of occupies an odd space between remake and sequel, I would say. And there are a yeah. few reasons for that. Um, but basically, it's set during the Ming Dynasty. And once again, you know, corrupt officials and martial heroes sort of s- s- square off at the, at the Dragon Gate Inn. And there's, you know, a lot more that goes on. And this one, they add in a whole thing about a city that's buried under the desert. And there's all kinds of sort of little plot twists. And there's there's an interesting uh, change in this one where one of the characters has a body double. And that's used for a number of different effects. And and also that the uh, the um, the 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 people working at the inn and the uh, and number of people who are guests at the inn are all in on a sort of big venture to 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 take the treasure from this underground city beneath the desert. Um, so so yeah, so I guess we can get into some of the details of the story, but I, I just wanted to know before we even begin, do you guys consider this a sequel or do you consider it a remake based on what you saw? I would go with more of a sequel because it's more of a continuation of the story from where we left off, or at least that's what I feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, wouldn't say it's a remake as much because the characters really aren't the same. Um, yeah, I, I've thought of it more as a sequel um, with us finding out more of the history of the Dragon Gate Inn and what kind of makes it so such a weird, special, interesting little town that's kind of <laughs> cursed. Yeah, it's it's I mean, it's definitely a sequel. There's no no question that it's a sequel. But uh, it, at the same time, it's one of those sequels where it really works to kind of put characters in a very similar position and the exact same place where they were last time. So it's and I, I know what you're saying. It's in a weird place between them because it is it's what, what would be the term? It's a sequel that's trying to uh, to do the same situation, but with a. Uh, with a little more, but on a bigger, well, I don't know, I don't know if it's a bigger scale, but it's somehow, uh, it, it was more larger than life than, than, than each, each version, each movie in this kind of, this loose trilogy has gotten larger in its uh, uh, version of reality, I think. Well, and this one has enormous special effects, too. Yeah, so, <laughs> that looks, that's what I, what I yeah. try to say. Yes. And there's kind of like a little a specter of the old Dragon Gate inns that you can find in this movie. There's something about the other movies that kind of hangs over this one. Mm-hmm. Not to make this one lesser than the others, because I think they're all good. And I love the way that they've developed the, the story of this little creepy place um, over time. Um, it's just it's something about the others hangs over this one. And we get a little kind of a story from the last movie of the 
last owner. So I, it's just, I don't know, it's kind of a weird kind of movie in that I think you're right. It's, you don't know if it's a sequel or you don't know if it's a remake, but I think it's more of a sequel. Yeah, it's, well, uh, there, 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 there was like there were moments I think that were even a callback to the uh, the original movie, not the one this is a sequel to, but the one that the previous movie was a remake of. Uh, there, there, there was there was definitely one point where it may have just been been me, but uh, I, I I felt like I felt like some of it was a commentary. Not a, a commentary is too strong a term, but a reference at least. Do, which which section of the movie were you thinking of? I, well, it's a line, really. I during during the scene when they're in the in the uh, the the underground city, and they're fighting fighting uh, the eunuch, and and he says to them, "Oh, is it really an advantage to have more people?" You know, and I I thought I thought back to when we watched the original mm-hmm. and they all, they all at the end, you know, team up to fight the eunuch yep. and they die. And, and I, what really made me remember it was Kenny making the joke during the podcast when we reviewed it. And he's like, yeah, they, they didn't follow the whoosh roll. You don't want to be the guys all ganging up on one person. That's how you die. <laughs> and so, so the eunuch in this movie making that comment, boy, is it really an advantage to, uh, to, to, you know, have to have the numbers, you know, I, I, uh, it made me think of Kenny's comment, which made me think of that first movie. I mean, like I said, I it might be completely me connecting the two, but it, it felt like a reference to me somehow. No, there's a lot of references. There's a lot of structural similarities too, like the the whole thing where the the eunuch sort of processionally has to get to the inn. Do you know what I mean? Like that's in the, true. In the first yes. one, that's clearly part of the movie because the whole movie he's traveling to the inn, basically. Right. And and mm-hmm. and, in, and in the new dragon, it's the same thing. You don't really see Donnie Yen until the end. He's kind of traveling to the inn, you know, most of the movie. And so, you know, this one, you know, you get you, and there's even that like there's like a conscious moment where he goes outside and he puts the 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 sand screen over his face and you know heads out to 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 go to the inn. It's it's got a similar feel, but the twist is. When he gets there, it's not actually him; it's his imposter. <laughs> yes, and, right. And so there's, you know, there's, there's like a little twist to everything. Um, but also the scene during uh, the sandstorm when the, uh, or when it's sort of the sandstorm is building, and um, and what was her name? Gu Xiao Tong, I think her name was, and uh, and and in uh, Windblade, both arrive in the middle of the night, and it's kind of similar to the the brother and sister from the first one. That arrived, mm-hmm, and there's mm-hmm. even the same scene with the poison and the sword with the bowl of wine on it. You know? Yes, it's, yes. So I mean, it's, it it plays out very differently, but it, it it's similar. And in this one, the Tartars are quite different as well. <laughs> you know? <they're>... Yeah. <laughs> that's an interesting bunch of people. Yeah, that was that was that that that's to me that's one of the highlights of the movie. I I really enjoyed the Tartars in this one. Um. Or I I don't know if they were uh, in the in the credits here. They just call her the tribal princess, and they they were kind of the subs didn't seem totally consistent uh, with um, exactly what they were supposed to be. Uh, but um, but yeah. So what do you guys subs, think? Oh oh sorry. I was gonna say the subs I had very specifically referenced Tartar, and there were points where it was just saying she was speaking Tartar okay. and stuff. So I don't know, but that doesn't. I mean, you know, subs aren't always accurate anyway. 
but uh, so we'll go with Tartar. But uh, but what did you guys think of the movie? Were you guys did you enjoy it? And where would you rank it against the other two Dragon Inn movies? I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was great, and I think they each have their charm. And even with the special effects of this, with this one, it, it holds its own against the others. There are, like we already discussed, very distinct similarities and references to the previous movies, but it also has its own merits that allow it to stay on the same playing field with the other other two. I think it's a phenomenal movie, and even if you didn't watch the other two, you would still enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I like the movie, definitely. I, I don't know that I was like as drawn into it as the previous two because it's it's because at this point it's almost kind of meta to an extent but i but it's but you know it's a fun fun movie even if i wasn't like emotionally drawn into the story as much as the previous ones yeah and and this is this is again this is one of my favorite movies i really like this one um in fact you know that's that's the title of the game wandering here's vulgate is specifically yeah. modeled after that. Um, that's that's how much I enjoyed it. And Hyann comes from the the character name. Um, but I I do have to say I do agree with you that there is like a barrier to this one that isn't in the other two. And I don't know what it is, but there's something. I think it might just be a product of the period when it was made. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just just maybe that sort of more languid, longer form style of 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 telling a story in a movie. But it. It it, it 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 just feels a little bit harder to enter than the other two films. I think New Dragon Gate Inn has this, has like all this humor flowing through it, and that really kind of yeah. helps bring you into the movie. And the first movie is just so good at getting that sort of I don't know what you would call it, but like that Western style suspense and and Mexican standoff thing. This one does it too, but there's so much else going on that you can kind of get confused by it. I feel like the most compelling part of this movie is actually the um, the storyline between Jade. The, uh, the um, I think uh, uh, she's got another name too, um, uh, Ling Yang Chi or Ling Yang Chu. I don't know how to pronounce it, but but uh, the 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 character played by Zhu Zun, who um, who we also saw in uh, Painted Skin, and I think we've seen her in a couple of other movies as well, mm-hmm. but. Uh, the the storyline with her she's basically the Maggie Chung character from the 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 previous dragon in movie and they couldn't yeah. be more different in terms of how they're portrayed <laughs> and 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 so so she's she's kind of gone from being this really flirtatious like charming I don't know how you would just dis- like it's impossible to really encapsulate that Maggie Chung character in just a brief description but from going from that really sort of bright character to this much more subdued martial hero who's very serious and seems to be in in uh, in love with Zhao Huayan, um, but it doesn't seem to be a love that can be fulfilled for some reason, probably because of the death of the Bridget Lin character. So, I don't know. Do, you, do, do what did you guys think of that that love story that was in there? I thought it was. Uh, I agree with you. It was the most emotionally engaging, but it didn't. It it still didn't quite. I don't know. Yeah. Ever pay off for me in some sense. It's like uh, 
and, and it, it's kind of, it kind of, it's, it's kind of interesting because it ends on a very unresolved note. He like goes off after and, and which, I mean, I guess it was unresolved at the, uh, he had an unresolved ending last movie, but I thought, I thought the unresolved ending of the last movie worked better than the, the, uh, the lack of resolution here. It's, well, for me, the lack of resolution may be, hinted to maybe there being something else to come later maybe those two will continue travels not necessarily together but kind of like stalking each other yeah yeah uh, <laughs> stalking each other is the word yeah i don't know if stalking is the right word because i don't know they just seem to meet up it, and it seems like this wasn't the first time that they've met up but um i understand your your point, Brendan, I, I think for me, I was most emotionally drawn into it because I wanted those two characters to end up together at the end. And then I was angry that they didn't, but then I'm thinking maybe there's something else to come. That would be nice. Um, because I like the Dragon Gate movies. I would like to see how it, it turns, how this, how this, I keep calling it a creepy little town because that's, just the feeling I got with all the story that's built up with it and the, the legend and the burying in the sand and, and all that. And, and the cannibalism. I mean, oh, yeah. There's, there's layers of creepiness going on. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, and who's going to take it over next? You know, just, I don't know. It just seems like there's more to this story to be told. Well, this, mm -hmm. it's very ambiguous because... Number one, I don't think she actually does. She really, well, I guess she does confirm who she is, but she doesn't actually necessarily say it specifically. But you you don't know you don't know if they end up together. You don't even know if she ends up alive at the end of this. You know what I mean? We're told that she had this horrible injury and that she went off to die on her own, but then it's not totally clear that that's actually what's happening either. And he goes after her, and then and then the other two go back to. Uh, to what's her name consort one um yes and uh uh which is i don't know actually well we i want to talk about consort one in a moment but but yeah uh -huh. I, th I think the, i think the love story is is very ambiguous and unresolved um yeah and... you're right we're not sure what's really happening because you know they tell they tell you know Zhao Huan that you know it's uh you know that oh well she said she was really badly wounded and she went off to die but then we then we jump to a flashback of her talking to them when she's going away and she's saying something different you know she's yeah kind of, so you're you're right that it's uh yeah it's it, it my takeaway is that she wasn't dying but but she but know. but I don't know but there's also I've been debating that in my head uh, all week and and and, 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 <laughs> yeah. and one of the things you see is. When she turns around right away, she's clearly terribly injured because she's like, you know, like all kind of limp mm -hmm. and stuff as the horse is hopping along or not yeah. hopping, whatever horses do, galloping along. Gallop. Um, yeah. But but that woman, <laughs> uh, uh, Su Rong, the uh, the the sort of the pregnant woman who turns out to be a, a, a killer assassin from the uh, Imperial agents, she shanks her like like she stabs her a bunch of times in the in like the kidney area. Like, the, like, like the, it was, yeah. it was oh, not, yeah, that's true. It was, yeah. it was a really, like, I don't think I've seen that kind of stabbing done in a wuxia movie ever. It was, yeah, it was, it was, that was prison movie style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This was like, like you, like, I'm going to kill you. Like, uh, and, uh, 
so I don't know. Um, I, 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 and I'm still debating it. Like, it's still like, like it was a very serious injury, but, but Zhao Huayan seems so optimistic that maybe, maybe you know, maybe there's something, he knows something we don't know. Um, so, so yeah, it, it's, it's a little bit ambiguous, but, but yeah, what, what did, just because it did come up, what did you guys think of Royal Consort Juan and the, uh, and the whole, uh, there, there, there's an important, connection to the rest of the story with it but but what'd you guys think i uh i i like the character i I honestly though i think we could have used maybe some scenes checking in with her in the movie at some point because it's like she's yeah she's you know she's kind of seems like an important character early on then the movie just forgets her for the entire run then the end of the movie is her you know getting getting taken down it's just like oh yeah i'd forgotten this character existed then she's dead so i feel like maybe one or two extra scenes with her would have would have made that land a little better but you know she's still a good character yeah she was very interesting just the little bit that we saw of her Mm -hmm. um you could tell that she was definitely had something going on with the eunuch um and then at the end, she's clearly thinking that it's her same old eunuch who's returned, yeah. but it's the you know the bottom double who now wants to take over the old eunuch's position, but not be actually a eunuch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she looked like she would have been a fun character if they would have followed her a little bit more. I liked her kind yeah. of, I don't know, silliness to her. Um, she was kind of over-exaggerated yeah. being that she was just a concubine and wanted to be the head of everything. But, you know, I liked her. I thought we were going to get more with her like Adam did. And then I felt short-changed because we didn't. Yeah. No, and she's a, a real historical figure. And I, I, I agree. She she has that great line where she's seducing the eunuch and and and, and then he tells her about the, the servants who have been found to be pregnant and she says you know who are these hussies that let men take advantage of them? <laughs> and just as she's like trying to seduce this guy and uh but the actress who plays her is um Zhang Jinyu uh who's also known as uh Vian Zhang and uh she was in the 2014 Return of Condor Heroes as Lee Mocho and and so I thought I thought that might interest you Adam just because you, you know I can see her I can see her playing that part without yeah. a doubt yeah um, <laughs> but but the reason why I find this part of the movie so intriguing is she clearly has something going on with um with the eunuch and yeah. and uh and the eunuch is played by Chen Kun and it's, uh eunuch uh, oh I Yu. love him yeah he's really good in this I want to talk about him in a moment but mm-hmm. but one thing I want to know about his character is is he really a eunuch like like he's, I wondered that the whole yeah. entire time. I watched it three times, and I'm like, he's not really a eunuch. He can't be. Because she's so ahead. in love with him. Like, I mean, I get that there are other ways that, you know, <laughs> there are other things that could be happening that would explain it. But he also seems really vital compared to the other eunuchs. Like, he does not, yes. like, like he's yes. pushing all the other eunuchs around. The, the the original the first eunuch we see in the movie is played by Gordon Liu and he's like decrepit and you know gorged himself on pickled human body parts and you know just basically dies and like he doesn't even draw his sword he's so ineffectual and and I feel like there's something unique about this eunuch 
and I, and and the thing that I'm wondering is maybe he's not really a eunuch, or maybe he somehow found a way to restore himself. Like remember the guy in um, Reign of Assassins was was trying mm. to restore himself. Maybe maybe he's found some. Uh, there's just like this this concubine is way too into him for me to not suspect that he might not be a eunuch. No, I yeah, I mean that alone wouldn't be enough. But you make a really good point that he just doesn't have any of that air of a of a of a you know wuxia movie eunuch to him. Yeah. He doesn't he doesn't have that air about him. So yeah, yeah. So that I think I think you're onto something there. I yeah. totally agree. He was too 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 virile. Um, he to be a eunuch. It, yeah. He obviously still had some parts, some very working <laughs> parts. Um, he, I mean, he his strength and his vitality, and he was not like weak or feminine in any little bit. Even though Gordon was an older eunuch, you could tell that the way he played it was definitely a eunuch. Our our friend. Uh, Chen Kun, um, no, his character was not a eunuch. He can't possibly be a eunuch. Yeah, he he just there was just something about him, and and that Gordon Liu performance was great. I know a lot of people complain awesome. that, that he gets slaughtered by Jet Li, but like I liked I I I, I saw him. He was kind of bringing some of that like that humorous edge that he has in some of yeah. his other movies. Uh-huh. You know, I it, agree. It, it really, it really worked. There's this one moment he just makes this one little expression, like a humph, when somebody displeases him, and <laughs> and it was it was so perfect. Um, but yeah, the, the the Chen Kun character. I think the thing I really liked about him is number one, he didn't have to do a lot to be a convincing martial artist in this because he was just sort of. It was almost like he just had presence. Do you know what I mean? He was like mm-hmm. like a lot of his martial arts. They didn't need him to be doing the Jet Li stuff, and he didn't. It's probably wise. Like you don't necessarily want this this guy to have to compare with Jet Li, who's like a real yeah. like you know just has ages of experience. Um, so they seem to lean more on him, kind of with the with just the like a, a very subtle gesture. He can he can send you know bits flying at you, and he. You know, he's, he's he's more about the stances and the posturing, um, and the inner power. He's yeah, he's more about the inner power. Yeah, because he's using that thing where he like he barely touches the ground and like chips of stone go up at your enemies. But but what I liked about him was the dead calm. He just had this dead calm about him mm-hmm. that that was really unnerving, and it worked really well, so that you always knew as an audience member, except for that one crucial moment when when he deceives his own men. Or when he deceives the eunuch zone men, uh, you, you could tell who who when he was Windblade or when he was eunuch you, because when he was Windblade and he was acting like the eunuch, he would fly off the handle in ways that the eunuch never really would. Um, and yeah, so, well, he was. I it, it's almost to a fault that you know he plays them as such different characters that it actually took me a little bit of the movie to realize they looked alike. You know, because yeah. it, was, it was the same actor. I didn't pick up on it because I'm like, oh, there's. Two totally different characters, and, and I'm like, oh, and people start reacting like, oh, okay, yeah, it's the same guy playing both parts. Well, and that's when the Wind, other. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Dion. When Windblade first walked into the inn, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he's uh, the eunuch's gone in as <laughs> a secret agent just to check up on his men to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. He's kind of like in disguise, but not in disguise. Yep. But then 
he wasn't really acting like the eunuch. Like you said, he didn't have that calm demeanor and he was kind of like, I don't know, very immature and very, not skittish, but kind of nervous and on edge kind of, but the eunuch is so calm and it was just totally complete different personalities. Then I got all confused. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and, and again, uh, uh, you know, he's playing two different characters and it's funny because we really do almost want to talk about them like they're separate characters. Like it's, it's, uh, uh, or like they're separate actors. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, mm-hmm. like we're talking about his performance as Eunuch Eel and we don't even think to talk about the, the Windblade initially. It's, it's, uh, uh, so, so I think he did a really good job here. And I think it also is interesting because there's so much in this movie that revolves around identity like that. Like there's, there's that character where it's just like there's, a, there's an actual person that has the same face as him. But then there's uh-huh. the, the Suhi Rong character who is like the damsel in distress, but really like a secret assassin. And then there's the, um, uh, the Jade character who adopts Zhu uh, Haiyan's identity. You know, she, she's going around rescuing people, telling everybody that she's him in order to lure him out, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and and not just that, but like even like even more like even like like the, the you know, the 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 Tartars are really there because they're they're part of this whole operation to to steal the treasure. Same with the, the people working at the inn. And, and so, like, it's just like there's all these layers of identity going on with these characters. And it's kind of uh I, again, maybe that's maybe that's the thing that you were talking about earlier, Adam, which is like you couldn't emotionally connect with it the same way as the it, other. Yeah, movies. when a movie gets too clever, sometimes it kind of puts you in kind of a defensive mode. Mm. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, there are there are there are lots of clever layers, like her, you know, impersonating Zhao Huan, and that 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 leads her into picking up the the pregnant you know, uh, maid who's running away because she's impersonating him, but it's really a trap laid for him. Yeah. So then, it, yeah, you get a very, uh, very, very strange situation there. And then at the end, Windblade goes back and pretends to be the eunuch, like we were saying. And so it's all this, sort yeah. of this full <laughs> circle. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I but, but it's it, the, th- the thing that really sets this, I think apart from the other Dragon Inn movies is the use of effects and the fact that it kind of feels more like an adventure film. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, like, mm-hmm. like the, there's there's kind of a Spielberg or you know, like Indiana Jones type thing going on at the end of the movie that really, uh, you know, kind of defines the film. Um, but what did you guys think of the blend of a f- special effects with the fight choreography? I enjoyed the um, the fight choreography blended with the um, with the special effects, especially when it came to Eunuch Yu, because I like that they did not have him doing all the um, flips and the turns and all the magnificent stuff that they had the other characters do. Mm-hmm. It really set him apart as being powerful, but not necessarily having to be powerful through moves. But his power came with more of the um, manipulation of the people and the um, manipulation of the situation. Plus, he also had the the inner power that the others didn't seem to have, where he didn't have to, like we said earlier, 
just light touches created um, heavy destruction. Um, so I I liked it. Um, it was great distinguishing between the different characters also. Yeah, I agree with you on the whole inner power thing. It works well for someone that's an authority figure that, you know, he uh, the role he has in the movie, it, it really suited him. And yeah, on the whole, I like I like the effects in this a lot. I mean, there's, I'm sure some people would harp on the fact that you know some of it is is very obviously CGI, but I'm fine with that. It it what, what's happening is really fun and entertaining, and I can so that that didn't really bother me. Yeah, the uh, yeah, there the, and there definitely are people that took like when it first came out. I remember some people complaining about the effects and how it kind of. It, it didn't give the fights a sense of gravity maybe or it, it, it took yeah. uh, took away from some of the performance but you know now that it's been out for almost 10 years I mean not almost 10 years but like what is it like 7 years or 8 years or you know it's been out for a while now um, and and I, going back to it I feel like it's a number one Troy Hark that's what he does he he he, he blends mm-hmm. special effects with 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 you know you know regular stuff and he and he he's not he's not at all hesitant to do so and he'll do it even when it's probably ill advised just because he's got to do it <laughs> do you know what I mean he's got to so, do it yeah so mm-hmm. so there there are moments in the movie when the special effects do break down like there's a like the 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 tribal princess scene when she's flipping around the special effects actually kind of break down a little bit in that scene and it sort mm-hmm. of deflates some of what they're going for but then a moment later it's totally working and in the opening sequence with uh with Gordon Lowe when um when Jet Li and his men first arrive on scene that it, it allows them to reach such heights in terms of you know defying gravity and using the lightness kung fu but it keeps going back to the fact that that you know they're really good at doing the actual sword fighting too so it yeah. it just it just it just it, it, it it's it's like it's like um it's it's like uh wire effects on on speed or something do you know what i mean it just kind of it can take it to a new level um you know so so i so i enjoyed it on 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 that front and i also feel like and again i don't know what the title actually means in chinese but f- the title in, in English is Flying Swords of Dragon Gate. And so I feel like it really <laughs> delivers on that ti- on that title. Yeah, and I agree with you. It's like The fact that it's a Choi Hark movie, it's like you, there's just a sensibility you get with Choi Hark. And it's like if it if it overindulges a little bit here and there in special effects, it's like that's fine. That's, just, yeah. that's, that's what you go to see a Choi Hark movie for. So I, I, yeah, I mean, I was prepared for that. And it's, it's, yeah, I, I I think on the whole he, he he's someone that can get away with it. And uh, what did you guys think of the um, of the of the final battle? Uh, I guess begin. I mean, there's a it's a really long final battle in all of these movies. In this one, it's kind of interesting because they they sort of trick the officials into into slaughtering each other, and then and then there's you know and then we get the real big fight. But it culminates with um, with uh, Zhu Huian and Eunuch Yu fighting in a in a in a tornado, basically like a sand tornado, yeah. um, you know. And, and then and then they get dropped into the city, and then that's when we have the you know the the full on sort of big battle between everybody. But 
but specifically, I want to know what people think of the uh, of the of, of the tornado uh, duel, um, and then we can get into sort of the the underground city element of the movie. Yeah, I I I have to admit, Yuri, I, I liked the. Uh... The, uh, the the tornado tornado battle scene that I, I I I did have have Wizard of Oz yeah, going through yeah. my head during that scene I, and I, I I feel like it's intentional I feel like you know some of the some of the objects spinning around and stuff I thought he's he's totally riffing on Wizard of the, Wizard of Oz here even as even as this fight scene is going on in there but uh, but that's great I like that I mean that's that's the kind of fun thing you want in a Joy Hart movie so. Yeah, I'm. I liked the tornado scene. I liked all the fights, including the end. Um, unlike unlike Adam, I didn't get the um, the Wizard of Oz. I don't know. I had Sharknado, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's I was a valid more, valid reference. I was also. thinking more recently, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was um, great special effects in that scene. Yeah, yeah, that scene I thought was really cool, and I just like the idea of these two men agree to to fight in a tornado. Like that's <laughs> like there's something there's something like deeply honorable about it, but also just enormously ballsy. Just like the the idea that that we're gonna we're gonna fight inside of this tornado. I don't know that it 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 uh, it, it just uh, it, it sort of gets at sort of the fact that they. Like they're 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 two equally matched opponents, and and the only the only dignified way for them to handle this is to is to <laughs> is to fight inside of of this this sand tornado. Um, but but I guess that does lead us to the to the culmination of the movie, which is in this uh, um, in this underground city where all kinds of things happen, and it's 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 almost dizzying. You know, there's sort of the treasure, there's the betrayal, there's the there's the fight up the for lack of a better word, um, I don't know the wooden framework thing. The the what would you call it? Uh, it's almost like scaffolding. The yeah, I think scaffolding's a, an appropriate word. Uh, with with the golden threads that are like, you know, cutting people's limbs off and stuff. Like, <laughs> there's just so so much going on here. Uh, you know, how how'd you guys feel about that? Yeah, I, I, it, it, I, I really like the fact that, you know, they, you, the way, basically, the final battle, like you mentioned, kind of starts when they have that, you know, four pronged attack going on the end from outside after they've lured the, uh, the, the, the bad guys in there. But uh, it, it, I like the way it just continues, and the whole exploring the city thing is kind of a continuation of that fight that mm-hmm. goes through the whole thing. It's, uh, you know, a lot of movies would have split those up into two separate things or whatever, but it, uh, it's all, it's all just pretty seamlessly one action sequence, it's, which was a great approach. It's like a ride, basically. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, that, that was definitely Raiders of the Lost Arkish to <laughs> yeah. me, um, going throughout the whole city, um, to fight. I, I thought it was cool. It seems lately we've been watching movies where they're, been um, some interesting golden or silver threads that harm people in them. <laughs> that's and true. I, I still think that's um, 
it's pretty cool to see that. I don't know why, but just something so inanimate that you really don't think about that usually holds something together is tearing limbs apart. You know, the, the, what do you call that paradox of an item? Yeah. Cause... It has the holding something together, but yet you can tear it apart with it. Um, I think that's just pretty cool um, idea to use. I don't know if they've really thought that deep into it, but I just think that whole scene and trying to get the um, the eunuch trying to get everybody to go against each other and like Adam said, yeah. you're um, you don't want to be the fighting against that last man standing. <laughs> <laughs> but in this one, it kind of works out differently for the group. So, you know, I thought it was really, really cool fight at the end. No, and I, I, I really like the, uh, the the discussion they have where where the eunuchs trying to pit them against each other and and it, and it's kind of that that back and forth there that was a, that was a really well written scene I think. Well, it's that whole shifting alliance thing that happens. And we like, will they switch over with the eunuch? You know, you you don't know. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And the thing with the golden thread, I think that there's I think there's a few reasons that's so intriguing and painful. Number one, like when when you see when you see that stuff, like you cringe, like you, you like you see you see um, the Tartar's limb go into it a little bit, like it cuts into his calf or something, and you can almost feel it, and mm-hmm. and uh, it just creates this this real sense of danger in the scene that wouldn't have been there, like the fact that like like it's almost you know what it is, these swordsmen, the thing that really defines Zhao uh, Huayan is is his ability to defy gravity and fly around and spin. And do you know what I mean? He could do all these things. And the mm-hmm. golden thread is like the perfect counter to that because that's, it, it, it immediately puts him in the most danger because that's his whole style up into this has been, he flips around and he just kind of recklessly leaps across beams and does all these things. And now suddenly there are these threads that might cut him in half. If he, if he, if he isn't, if he isn't careful in applying that, that lightness Kung Fu skill. Um, so it just, I don't know, just to me, it just adds this this real sense of suspense to the scene. But, um, but yeah, so I don't know. I, uh, were there any other aspects of the movie that we didn't discuss that you guys think we should talk about? Like any scenes or any, uh, any, any themes or anything like that? Well, going back to the final fight, I I liked how the eunuch was earlier in the film. They brought the tablets of the um, the name of the gate of the town to the eunuch. So I thought that he was going to figure out that there was something else my- mystical about this town. Mm-hmm. But then when they got to the town and they had the sandstorm and they end up in the hidden temple, it was like he had this shocked look on his face like wow there's something else here you know like he never knew and i thought that was pretty awesome that he was the only one in that whole situation that didn't know that there was a hidden town (laughs) that would be revealed by the snow the sandstorm and you could possibly get rich but then he figured it out pretty quickly he was like oh i can get you know put these people against each other because obviously they're here for the money I just want everyone dead. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is worth commenting on how far this movie has gone since the original one. Because, <laughs> like, the original one did feel, uh, 
it's on the very realistic end of wuxia yeah. it's just like this movie that like yeah you could see it as kind of a historical movie there's i mean there is over the top stuff in it but it's it's very mild compared to this and it's like we've just you know, gone along this continuum to the far, far other side of Wuxia by yeah. this movie. <laughs> no, it, 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 yeah, the, the style has evolved. The the story has evolved a lot. You know, the other one is much more methodical in its pacing. Um, yeah. You know, this one is, is still kind of, it's still, I would say, on the slow side as far as Wuxia movies go. Um, it, it was but, slower than the, the previous one, I think. Yeah. At least yeah. In, having not watched the, the second The second one was was a very fast-paced movie, I think. Yeah, the, the second one had like a, a 90s kind of just like, you know, mm-hmm. everything was kind of moving forward and, and, and surprising. And, and this one is sort of almost like a going back. In, in terms of its pacing, but but you're right. Like the the style could not be more different than, <laughs> than the original. Yeah, yeah. It's, I would say, you know, for someone that is that hasn't taken in a lot of Wuxia, probably the second one is probably the most accessible one to just sit yeah. down and 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 watch. I would I would say, but I'm not I'm not certain which is my favorite because I really did like the first it, one a lot. It de- you know what it depends on the person if 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 you're re- if you if you're trying to give somebody an introduction to Wuxia, if they if they're sort of into artsy movies then I would recommend the first Dragon Inn movie but if yeah. they're if they're not then I would definitely recommend the second <laughs> one I think that's the the way to go um, that's often the case with a lot of these movies especially like King Hu just kind of has that like if you will eventually get to touch a Zen I promise and and, 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 and uh, <laughs> You know, and and there are a couple of others that we might get to as well if we if if we're lucky. But but I think, uh, yeah, it, it's sort of like it's sort of like the same thing with like Ashes of Time, right? You wouldn't recommend that one to everybody. That was that uh, that yeah. one I'd really be reserved to yeah. recommend. Right. I yeah I I I like the you know the original Dragon Gate in uh, more than I liked. <laughs> Ashes of Time. <laughs> yeah, Ashes, Ashes of Time is a is an unusual one to say the least. Um, yeah, but okay. So this movie is filled with characters. Like the Dragon Inn movies have characters usually, but this one feels like it's really got a lot of characters in it. Um, I'm just yeah. curious. Number one, is that okay? Like, were there too many characters? But number two, of all the characters, who were your favorite characters? I think there was an abundance of characters and sometimes that there can be too many characters. And I think in this movie might have been bordering on that. Um, especially since the Unix men were so prominent, they had their different scars and things wrong with them. So you try to keep track of them too. Cause he had what three or four top men with yeah. the scarred faces that I felt were important so I was trying to keep track of them. So, but um, one of them was bald. One of them had a face mask, and one of them just had a real stunned look on his face the whole time. But otherwise, he had a normal hairdo and everything. Well, the one with the face mask—he had two different colored eyes. Yes, that was the one. Um, that's Ma Jinliang, who is uh, uh, played by Fan Sui Wong. I think was in um, wasn't he in Chinese Ghost Story, the most recent version that we saw? Um, pretty sure. He I was. don't remember. I, I'll I'll look it up while we're talking just to confirm it or not. But um, I'm pretty sure he was. Um, 
Then you had the Tartars. Uh-huh. The yeah. two... I really miss Donnie Yen's characters, two buddies from the beginning of the movie. They went out so fast. Yeah, I know. When they, it, when they went down, was I was like, disappointed. You didn't get to spend a lot of time with them. Yeah. Yeah, I felt I felt the exact same thing when they went down. I'm like, ah, oh, I, I didn't wasn't ready for that to go. But uh, but yeah, I I think on some level, if if there'd been central characters that I'd connected with more strongly through the whole thing that were more directly the main characters, I might have been okay with this many characters. Mm-hmm. But because I. I never truly latched onto any character that I was really involved with. So, and it's not like it's not like the characters were bad. It's just I don't know, just the structure of the movie. I didn't I didn't ever latch onto anything. So I think I think you can get away with having this many characters, but it's it's a really hard thing to pull off. Yeah. Now, now Adam, did you did you happen to say who your favorites were of them or I didn't. I didn't. That's a, a good question. I think. I think. Uh, I think Chen Kun's eunuch is a, is a candidate, definitely. Uh, I mean, honestly, the the uh, yeah, well, is not very enthusiastically to that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's good, but I mean, even though he's got such a small part, it's like Gordon Liu's character was just fantastic. Yeah. I mean, just. Uh, it's tough to say he's my favorite just because he does just have the one scene but man he he really made the most of that one scene so I don't know who's your favorite are you asking me or Dion oh yeah that's true I, I were yeah uh, yeah well, she, we, well I'm asking you Brendan oh okay I so I think I have to admit it was the tribal princess um, I think the actress's yeah. name is Gwei Lun Mei um, yeah. I just really liked her. Um, and, but I think in terms of like, you know, like really impressive performance and stuff, I, I, I do think Chen Kuhn really won me over in this movie in that respect. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and I think that, um, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, Jet Li just for the, the physical, fighting performance more than anything else just the the like having like i think having him in this movie was really really important and, and also i think the guy um uh uh who you know who played uh ma jian ling um was 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 good with the physical performance stuff too uh i thought that uh uh and and i did check it out he was in a chinese ghost story i don't know if i mentioned that um but but yeah i would say the tribal princess she kind of she kind of stole my heart with that um uh that scene when she was rebuking the uh, uh, the the imperial officials. Yeah, um, no, I mean, Jet Li is definitely good in it too, and I mean, I'm not I'm not calling him out especially because Jet Li is just always good, and it's like you know, it's mm-hmm. like so I, I he just he just wasn't you know um absolutely amazing in this, so I'm giving someone else the spotlight. Well, and, and with the Chen Kun <laughs> character, the thing that I really believed that this guy could like shatter walls with like 
a, a finger twitch. Do you know what I mean? He just yeah, he just did a great job it. of. It's like you could feel this energy reserve building in the guy, and it was yeah, yeah. It's it's easy to it's easy to say oh they're just having him flick his finger or something, but doing that kind of thing in a way that sells it is yeah. it's really good acting. I mean, yeah, because that thing kind of thing can totally fall flat if you don't do it right. It reminded me a little bit of Bridget Lynn's or Brigitte, Brigitte Lynn's um, uh, manner when she's in a lot of these movies where uh, she's really good at kind of conveying that sort of like, I have all the power. And, yeah. Yes. You know, so, so Dion, did you say who your favorites were? I, I, I... Well, my favorite actor, like everyone said, Jet Li is always great whenever he's in. But um, I think Tin Kun has definitely stole my heart. Um, I just stopped the movie when he came on the screen the first time. <laughs> just I was like, I remember him from somewhere. And I went to his um, biography to see what um, other movies we had um, seen him in. And it, he just gets better each movie that I see him in. But his performance of um, Unique You, oh my goodness, I thought it was the best mm-hmm. in the whole movie. And I like Windblade too, because you never, I didn't know which way he was going to go. Mm. Um, was he going to be this um, good character? Was he going to be a slimy character? Was he going to be somewhere in the middle? Um, and he, you did I didn't know which woman he was going to be like most interested in either. Um, but he wasn't like a, a real womanizer. He just, you know, the pretty women just liked him and he liked the attention. Well, but well, what we know is he was dating that one girl, right? He was dating. Uh-huh. Um, uh, I can't remember the uh, Gu Xiaotong. And then he ended up with the, uh, the tribal princess who was really like Zhao Wen or something. And, uh, and, and and you know obviously uh, concubine Juan liked him and 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 even even briefly I feel like there were, that he had a moment with um, uh, Mavis Fawn's character Su Hui Rong the one who ends up betraying them because he isn't he the one that like takes her to the to the underground city at the end like doesn't he drive by on the horse ride by on the horse and and grab her and and say I wouldn't leave you behind or something. Yeah, I think so. So, so I f- I feel like there is something to be said for the ladies' man angle with that character, um, <laughs> but uh, and also that's his big thing. He trades information in the Zhang Hu. So I, I I imagine he's probably very very good at sort of the social aspects of. Oh yeah, he's, he's very charming. Yeah, and I don't think we he's kind of not really a martial character, right? Like we don't really know what he's what his capabilities are, but the movie seems to suggest that he's not. He's not like very skilled at the martial arts, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I didn't quite pick up on that either way, actually. Yeah, I'm I'm not uh, I'm not sure either. Yeah, his martial ability wasn't really focused on. He um, his more charming aspects were the focus, being that he was an informant and could get information easily. Um, you. Well, I thought he had some talent, just not as much as everyone else. So, um, so yeah, so we are coming up on the uh, on the fifty minute mark here. So, um, I think we should probably uh, uh, head out. Uh, what? But is there any any parting thoughts before we go? Is there anything you guys wanted to add? Uh, 
No, I think I've gotten everything I have to say in. Yeah, me too. I, I liked the film. It was good. Um, I hope there would be another one in the future to come, but you never know. I mean, it's, it is Troy Hark, so, you know, it's conceivable he'll do a sequel. Um, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. I, I, I'm, 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 I, I think it would be interesting, and I think that, it, you know, it would be nice to see what direction they end up going. And I don't know, maybe they could bring back some of the other people from the, the new Dragon Gate movie. You know, they could always you know, do something like that this time around. So, um, so yeah, so I, I, I enjoy the movie and I, again, this is one, if you want to see it, I don't think it's on Netflix or prime at the moment. I think you'd actually have to get the DVD. I have the, I have the DVD and something that we didn't even talk about. That's probably worth mentioning. This is actually filmed in 3d. And if you have a 3d television, you can, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, the version I have is a 3d, but I don't have a 3d TV. So I've, I've never actually been able to see it in the full 3d effect. And, that probably is something we should have mentioned at the start because that probably would uh, impact a person's perception of the movie because um, it clearly they clearly are doing things that are 3d oriented in the film um, yeah i can i can see that in retrospect definitely um, yeah um but uh but but again like you know i don't i don't think it played in the theater in the u.s at least not anywhere around me maybe maybe like one theater in boston if that um but but a lot of people do have 3D televisions now, or or some people do. So you 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 can still watch it in three 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 D if you have that. Um, but yeah, so we'll be back on next week. I'm not uh, I'm not sure which film we're going to be watching, but it'll be a continuation of the movies with swords in the title, which we've discovered there's an overabundance of. So <laughs> we'll be able to do about a month and a half of this. Um, and uh, until then, we will talk to you later. <laughs>